and welcome, I'm Jo. And I'm Roddy. And you've joined us for... Stage Door! We have a fantastic hour for you, talking all things theatre, film and arts, including... Lifting the Curtain, giving you the inside info of all that's going on nationally, locally and digitally. And we're snooping around backstage to bring you the news and the gossip. And of course, we'll highlight our pick of the week. You can join us and take part in Name That Show. That's right, can you guess the musical from the little snippets of music? We also have our quick quiz, uh, where Joe asks five questions and I know about zero. That's not exactly true, Roddy. You did great <laughs> last week. And later on in the show, don't miss Out of the Vault, where we share the plot from a show that you might not have heard of. Then don't miss our spotlight interview with a special guest in the big black leather chair. And that's all coming before midday here on Stage Door. Live across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Well, it's lovely to see you back on Zoom. I cannot wait to be live in the oh. studio next week. <laughs> next week, we are going to celebrate big time. I cannot wait. Don't miss that, listeners, because we are going to be fizzing around the studio like we've eaten an entire bag of Haribo. Oh, big time. We're going to have flashing lights, champagne, you name it. Forget the coffee in the morning. Absolutely. Fireworks, balloons and doves. Absolutely. I, ha- I have missed that live interaction, Roddy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Despi- but- despite the fact that we've all spent the last year on zoom the novelty (laughs) i can firmly announce has definitely worn off it has certainly but you know it's lovely to see you you're looking great you got your sort of hawaiian shirt going on shirt on i'm ready for a day at the beach because i'm in southwold so we've changed venue right we've gone from bury st edmunds to the st edmunds hall in uh southwold which is a gorgeous little seaside town if you've never been to Southwold I highly recommend it it's a very sort of sleepy quaint slightly French influenced it feels like Mm. um, harbourside town where Adnams are based so I've gone from Green King to Adnams I'm essentially doing a breweries tour of Suffolk Um, but (laughs) your favourite kind of tour (laughs) I'm having a lovely time but uh, it's a gorgeous little place um, and we've obviously downsized venue wise as well so we've lost half our mm. set we spent most of Monday re-rehearsing in order to try and find how we were going to navigate a much smaller space but the the crux of the show is exactly the same and we opened last night to a very giggly crowd so it's still enormous oh. fun and how many does it seat I roughly I haven't counted I reckon it probably can cope with about 150 um, okay, so we, we've, we're yeah. on we're on half what we would have been but uh, it's lovely it's a very it's a very smart space actually it used to host for years a rep season it's not happening any longer sadly but it used to have a, a shared season with Alderberg down the road and they mm-hmm. do a three week show in one place and then swap over with the other and so they'd constantly have this oh. sort of zigzag back and forwards of these two casts whizzing up and down the coast and having fish and chips and ice creams along the way I love that idea that's yeah, really cool it's great I reckon it should come back to life I'm quite up for it yeah now speaking of shows how was the Adams family <gasps> Roddy, it went so brilliantly. We had three full performances, you know, solid performances, three standing ovations. So that's pretty good. But one of the loveliest things wow. coming out when the audience was coming out was saying um, just how much they needed to be back in live theatre as yeah. well, which is brilliant. But I had a little email from a family who came to see the Adams family, which is brilliant. And The mum says, just want to say a massive thank you and huge well done to the jam team. It was so lovely to be out and do something normal. Absolutely heartwarming to see your incredible students so happy and showing off their talents. Sophie and I thoroughly enjoyed the show and our afternoon together. When we were walking out and I asked her if she enjoyed it, she said she loved it. And we don't need to worry about going to London anymore because we can watch amazing shows at Jam (laughs) Theatre. 
And she said, well, you know what they say, children always speak the truth. And I agree, they're an amazing group of stars. So that's, you know, really lovely that's just to have. really sweet. And also shows how much she's picked up on her parents feeling that she's missing out by them not going to London. And she's that's really lovely that she's gone, we don't need to. I've had a lovely afternoon here. Very sweet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the but the I was photo really looks amazing. The cast looks incredible. Yeah, no, they did such a good job. Um, they really excelled. I mean, the opening show was fantastic. And then, of course, the final show was just phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I'm really, really proud of their performances. I, yeah, there's not much else I can say other than they exceeded our expectation. They looked amazing, sung and danced brilliantly. Everybody loved the harmonies, the acting, the accents. And, of course, Aww. we spoke to Gomez recently. But, um, yeah, it was just superb. And I'm so, so happy for them. Well done. That sounds excellent. Well, from that show to this show. Can you name the show from which this tiny little snippet comes? Oh, you're a meanie. This week, I reckon we're, I reckon we're egging each other on to be nasty because they're getting shorter. That's two seconds long. Right. I know, but I reckon ninety nine percent of the population know what that is. Ooh, okay, right. So, are you in the ninety nine percent? What's this? <laughs> what do you yeah. think, Ruddy? Yeah. Any ideas? Well, I mean, I obviously spent a little while cutting that out, so I have I have heard the um, little snippet in context. It does it does feel familiar. Yeah, I do think I've got an idea. But mm. if you know what it is, what should you do? Email in to joe at river.radio. That was very Aussie. Email in, mate. If it's all right with me, <laughs> just send me, send me an email. I had to take out the swear word there. I had to edit out the Aussie. <laughs> Hardly. But listen, you know, it does come out every so often, you know, it's got, it's bound to. It's now it famously, of course, is supposed to accents tend to reveal themselves when angry or tired. <laughs> is that true? Yes. So which of those second. are you? Are you livid? You're tired. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not angry. Right, <laughs> but good. yes, you're right. That does appear <laughs> at that time as well. <laughs> Well, since we've started talking about each other's backstories, let's find mm. out a little bit more about who we are. And our yeah. topic this week is someone inspirational that we've watched, worked with, rubbed shoulders yeah. with. Who is it for you? Um, I was working on a TV show with the BBC called The One and Only, and it was looking for the best uh, tribute act in the country. And so we had like your Rod Stewart's, your Cher's, your Kylie Minogue's. Um, there was a fabulous guy, uh, called Tony Lewis that was uh, Robbie Williams impersonator who's just he's still doing that you know he's fantastic we had um a Katie Setterfield who was a Wickham girl actually and she won the show and uh being Dusty Springfield and now she permanently works in LA you know doing Las Vegas wow. and all that kind of stuff yeah uh but the person that really blew me away and I learned a lot from was a guy called Gary Lloyd who's a choreographer and he I first met him when we were doing the Spice Girls tour. He was Kim Gavin, who is huge in the industry, uh, his, Kim Gavin's right-hand man. And then we went into the TV show and I watched, I would actually go in early to watch Gary work with the performers because I just, I just literally sat in the corner and just watched and absorbed 
you know, um, and Gary has choreographed some of the biggest shows in the West End. Um, he has an incredible eye for things as well, um, especially talent, actually, like up-and-coming talent. He's very good at recognising that. But just the way he worked with the performers, the way he spoke to them, the way he got them doing things, uh, it was just such um, an encouraging atmosphere, I think. And he always got the best out of people. And, of course, he had the professional dancers working with the tribute acts as well. So he had them on one hand and also the uh, the singer as well, who wasn't the professional, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just meeting lovely people who were excellent at their job for me is just a joy to watch them work. And literally I would have to get up very early to watch him because he was first thing in the morning. Um, and I, you know, drive into London and um, yeah, just sit and watch. And it was just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, obviously his ideas and the choreography, and the movement, and everything was fantastic. Um, and the, you know, professional dancers themselves, hugely respected him, but I'm, I'm so pleased also. I met him then again, when uh, Ryan, my eldest son, was a child and he was up for the young Michael Jackson in Thriller. And, yeah, and Gary um, choreographs that show. And uh, Ryan's voice, he was, like, down to the last three. Um, and they were looking for two out of the three, I think, as well. And Ryan's voice started breaking. Oh. Yeah, through the audition process. So, yeah. uh, so that was that. But it was nice. You just don't know when you're going to run into these people again either. You know, no. it's so important to um, – so that was three times I'd met him and worked with him in some sort of form. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. Nice Aww. to have these inspiring people. What about yeah. you, Roddy? Well, yeah, mine is a guy called Simon Phillips who's the okay. – uh, I say Aussie. He's sort of thought of as an Aussie director. He's actually Kiwi, but um, he directed North by Northwest that I did. Uh, yeah. but he ran the Melbourne Theatre Company for 10 years, so he's an honorary Aussie. Um, and he did uh, this wonderful show that I was privileged to be in in Bath, and then we toured to Canada, and then I got to do it in Australia with him. Mm -hmm. But watching him run a rehearsal room, and this is really what I peg him for being a master at, is creating a comfortable space for people to Ooh. create. Now, we were remounting a show that he'd done before, so slightly different different kettle of fish he made it very clear that the blocking set you know i know exactly where i need you to stand because this thing is slightly mechanical but let's do that as quickly as possible because then we can play and everyone we had a very compliant cast um because sometimes people are kick off about that sort of grumble about the fact that it was too technical but actually everyone just went yeah sure oh for god's sake yeah get us tell us where you want us to stand and then we can build up layers of, of the different games that are happening the different interactions um which we all did, and it was just a joy. If there's a joke to be had in a rehearsal room, he'll take it. Um, mm -hmm. He manages to lead by being part of the group. There's a Latin phrase, prima inter pares, which is a really ridiculous way of describing that you are number one amongst many, amongst equals. Um, and yeah, he managed to nice do phrase. that so brilliantly. Yeah, it is. And he was... He was just, it was just a masterclass of warmth, leadership. His opening night speeches are legendary. He manages to, um, on a preview, to get up in front of a front cloth and announce to the world, 
exactly what's happening. You know, this is this is going to be a show that we're not very sure uh, whether or not it's going to come together tonight. It's a preview. It's supposed to look like organised chaos, but it's probably going to be disorganised chaos tonight. He's got such a raft of jokes up his sleeve that he manages to bat out there confidently that it just puts everyone at their ease. And when you're when you're relaxed and comfortable, you can play and create and take risks. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, I've never worked with anybody quite the same. And then I've got a lovely photograph of him and the assistant director rebuilding the set after a run in order that we could do another run later on that day. Now, most directors would be in ZZ's kicking back (laughs) and letting the stage management do it, but he was actively getting involved. I thought it was just so lovely that he was like right in the guts of this thing um, and taking responsibility for it. Uh, I would walk over hot coals to work with him again. (laughs) That's lovely. Right, so now let's fly out that curtain. Right, well, it's a gossipy week this week because we've got (gasps) lots of gossip to share. So much. Off you go, Roddy. What are you going to tell me? Well, the first thing I was excited about is Lloyd Webber kicking off because he's, for all his faults, he's been very supportive during this last year. Um, And I like the idea. He's told the government to come to the theatre and arrest us on June the 21st. Um, I think it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Because after a year of trying to put all sorts of measures in place, and I'm playing to a house of people with masks on, which does seem faintly ridiculous once they're in an airless room. Um, But, you know, the number of different hoops that have been jumped through by this point to then go oh well we're not really sure about that like theatres are already on their knees they're already taking a gamble to reopen uh, underneath certain particular restrictions so uh, I really like him going nah we're opening come you know come and cuff me if you want I think it's very entertaining no exactly I mean next week we actually have an interview with Leah Harris who's in Andrew Lloyd Webber's show oh wow uh, Cinderella yeah and you know, I spoke to her briefly yesterday and everything is very, it's very mayhemic, if that is a word. I'm going to create that <laughs> word, if it is not a word. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, it's it's a little bit um, crazy. Frenetic. What was there yesterday? Yeah. yeah. And that is a much better word. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, what what it's like on the other side, you know, working with Andrew and everything and how he's feeling about it. But I was so so proud of him uh, as as you are uh, just saying and he's done so much as well you know from from the off of just trying to invest the money checking is this going to work as far as you know the air and all that kind of stuff with, yeah. do you remember he like brought over some really super expensive air conditioning and door thing? handles do you remember going on about door handles which are the self-cleaning oh, ones which i spoke to a friend who works in the civil service they've got them in government buildings already so i don't know why oh, yeah. they were kicking their heels about the idea that that was legit like you already use them in the department for health so how about we have some <laughs> of those door handles as well but um it's the fact as well that he is using his profile for good um, yeah. because he's somebody that if the Telegraph are reporting on it, then the kind of people who are reading the Telegraph might clock that this is a, a serious thing. Um, so I think that's very good of him to use to use his name uh, to try and shift the conversation. I was fine on my own.
the other thing I was excited about in the news was the show must go on campaign. You might have yes. seen this on mugs, baseball caps, t-shirts, mm-hmm. and I've Facebook got, um, might have been plying you I've with got a adverts. Face mask. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. There's an ad I keep seeing of Phoebe Waterbridge wearing a t-shirt. Um, but they've raised uh, a million pounds um, <gasps> to try and support theatre charities. So uh, the show must go on. They've all, they did a concert in London uh, a couple of days mm-hmm. ago. Um, but it's really lovely to see that that's managed to raise a million pounds for the um, theatre support fund, which is going to multiple different theatre charities to try and help get theatres back up and running. Fantastic. That's really, really, really good. Now, um, my gossip news Roddy yeah is a little bit disappointing unfortunately it's out there on Twitter and there's a lot of lot of people in arms over this so Sutton Foster Broadway star she's legendary she's you know royalty Broadway royalty she's coming over here to star in anything goes shortly but there's a clip of her singing the dream girls classic song and I'm telling you I'm not going yeah and she is singing it number one it's really to do with a, a black woman singing that's one thing but she then makes fun of the black sound while singing it oh. so she sings it and then she does this funny thing with her voice and the audience is laughing because it's yeah trying to imitate the black sound oh. and it's just like what on earth number one it's not something you should be singing and secondly why are you making fun of your colleagues yeah like I just don't get it. Oh, now, I've, I've searched for an apology because this really is huge on Twitter at the moment. Can't find anything as yet. <laughs> oh, dear. That's- and I think, you know, you've just talked about Andrew Lloyd Webber being, you know, using his influence and his status for something really powerful and good. And that's exactly what people like Sutton Foster should be doing and making sure that there is a respectful um, you know, view of everybody's place in the theatre world, you know, and this has yeah. just ruined it. Yeah, that is, that's a shame. That What's that lovely meme of Marilyn Monroe using her <gasps> uh, profile? Yeah, picture? I've just, I've just recently put that up again because I did that a year ago. So basically Ella Fitzgerald couldn't get into any clubs and she uh, made sure that in her next, I can't remember what club it was, but Marilyn Monroe made sure Ella Fitzgerald was sitting in the front row um, of this club and was treated like royalty herself and eventually, um, you know, got up and did something. So I, I understood that isn't it, Marilyn Monroe said, you won't put her on, but how about if I come and watch every night, I'll sit on the front row if you put her on the flipping stage and that it got her up. I thought it was yeah. just lovely. Um, yes, yeah, so people people can be lovely. This uh, Sutton's obviously absolutely stacked it. Um, did you ever see, in a slight change, uh, sure. did you ever see The Windsors? On no, Four. I haven't seen it. It was a spoof TV series about the royal family. Imagining, imagining them as a sort of um, comedic, ridiculous sort of sitcom. Not quite EastEnders. It was uh, definitely tongue-in-cheek. But it, almost like the royal family spelled R-O-Y-L-E. Um, with Harry Enfield playing Prince Charles. And right. my absolute fave was um, Hayden Gwynn playing Camilla, um, pretending that she nefariously wants to try and kill Kate Middleton. Um 
they are doing a stage version. They're <gasps> going to do the Windsor's End Game, it's going to be called, in I the West End the later news, this yeah. summer. Yeah. So wow. they've definitely got Harry Enfield as Prince Charles. I am holding out for Hayden Grin, <laughs> Hayden Grin, Hayden Grin. Um, it's going to be enormous fun. Um, they say that it's about Wills challenging his father for the crown and Camilla determined to see him off and rule the land with an iron fist. That's where we need Hayden. Um, and then Wills needs Harry and Meghan's help. So it's it's going to be absolutely nonsensical and ridiculous. The poster features a picture of a corgi weeing on Harry Enfield's leg, so it very much sets the tone. But it's going to be... <laughs> Joe's not there for that. No, um, I'm like, oh, imagery, <laughs> imagery. <laughs> but I think it's going to be great fun. It's going to be... A, so if you're a fan of that TV series, uh, you will enjoy uh, The Windsor's Endgame. Now, um, you and I have got the same um, bit of news next, which is... Uh, curious incident of the dog in the night time. Yes. Yeah, I'm very excited about this because they're looking for uh, a neurodiverse person to play um, one of the roles and they need to be playing age 14 to 18, yeah. um, but over 18 in real life. And there's plenty of those those kids that have not quite been able to do things because they might be a certain height or whatever that at age 18 they're just desperate to, to now yeah. play something. So this is a really, really good opportunity. Well, I imagine it's to play Christopher. Well, I because, would think so. Because yeah. Christopher's the lead. If you haven't read the book or seen the show, it's about him coping with his autism and experiencing yes. the world. So, yeah, it would make a lot of sense to cast somebody who had first-hand experience of what that's like. No, exactly. And this is for the UK and Ireland tour as well, which is um, a really big big role for somebody so i will certainly be looking out and sending a couple of people to audition for that that's for sure yeah um so that's very exciting it's a really lovely show as well uh, i saw it um a couple of years ago and it's just a beautiful design and um, the story is really heartwarming and if you're one of those people who the second of films finished or a play's finished, you let that uh, velvet chair slam back up as you head out. I highly recommend sticking around. Now, granted, I'm the nerd that stays around until the end of the credits because I want to see if there's a little bit at the end of the credits where they tease the next film. But at the end of Curious Incident and the Dog of the Night Time, there is an enormous payoff to something that's been a running um, reference throughout the play. This isn't a spoiler. It's just worth sticking around until the bitter end. Um, yeah. And it's just a celebration of neurodiversity. So absolutely right that they cast uh, somebody who, who understands what that is all about. Because you, you know there's a film called Music that's out at the moment. Um, no, and they that? didn't do that. It's about a girl who has autism who dances, I believe. And probably need to do my research on this. But they chose somebody who isn't neurodiverse. So there was a lot lot of controversy over that one because there's bound to be somebody in the world that could have done the job yeah. um authentically so yeah and i think we will get to a stage where because because where there will be people um screaming at the radio saying it's acting it's acting and it is and we will get to a point i think at some halcyon moment in the future when we're all able to play whatever we feel that we're able to reach for but at the mm. moment we're going through a quite necessary pain barrier of proving that we can listen and understand and allow people their space uh, and i think that has to happen um, absolutely bless our show bless our music bless the songs we're gonna sing bless the stage that we'll stand on when we stand and do our thing bless each line every number all the steps that we've rehearsed and allow us 
somehow to be great at the worst. Bless each note and each lyric. Help us try to stay on key. Bless the lights and the soundboard. Bless our choreography. From the top of the downbeat till the final curtain call. Bless the day, bless our show, bless it all. Well, that's our prayer, everybody. Good night and God bless. No, 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 wait, Mary Clarence, wait. There's still so much more to pray for. But what did I leave out? I bless the soundboard, for Christ's sake. Bless our props. Bless our costumes. Give our sequins extra glitz. Bless our moves. Make them killer. Let us nail the funky bits. Bless our vibe. Give us mojo. Help our booty shake on cue. Let us rest when we're stressed so our best shines through. Bless our riffs and arrangements. Let our solos truly rock. Help us tear up the sucker till they hear us down the block. Let us lay down the boogie till it's bouncing wall to wall. Bless our mics, bless our amps, bless it all. Let our voices gleam and glisten. Grant us strength to sing our best. And let all of those who listen feel they too are truly singing bless this show from sister act the musical you are with the wonderful river radio you can listen on our website river.radio on our mobile app for apple and android and you can even tell alexa play river radio live <laughs> and, and now, now <laughs> it's time for our pick of the week <laughs> well both of us have picked this out which means it is genuinely <laughs> our pick it it's is exciting. Bed knobs and broomsticks, a musical tour, a Disney tour of that classic film, Bed knobs and broomsticks. Now, just scrolling through the casting here, Joe Carter, yes. I noticed yes. that Kayla Carter is in the cast. Kayla, who sat in my chair a couple of weeks ago. She is, yes. Well and done, it's... her. Enormous congratulations. How exciting. And do you know where she is right now? She is trying wigs on. For that show, and uh, sending the odd photograph of the different wigs that she is um, getting fitted. Look, she's working. With yeah, you. it's very exciting. Um, you know, obviously, as a family, we've known about it for a little while, but it's so great that it's out. So we should also listen to maybe one of the songs from Bedknobs as well. Oh yeah, and remind ourselves of what a classic show it is. Mm-hmm. 
step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. When a baby spider tries to trap a fly, oftentimes the silken thread will come awry. Though a tangled web is all that he can claim, it's a step in the right direction all the same. All the same, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction all the same. All the same, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction all the same. When a little sparrow wants to leave the nest, First he has to put his feathers to the test. Tumbling from a treetop can't be called success. But it's a step in the right direction nonetheless. Nonetheless, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction nonetheless. Nonetheless, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction nonetheless. Watch the tiny tortoise inching up a hill. It may seem to you he's merely standing still. Though the steps he takes are infinitely small, they're a step in the right direction after all. But I, I don't know about you, but I've heard so many people excited that this is in existence, you know, it's on a UK tour and an island tour. And it's so important that people know where it is because families are going to love it. The kids that weren't introduced to bedknobs and broomsticks, you know, they don't even know about it. They're going to love it. But it's our age that sort of grew up with it. Okay, yes, warranted I'm so much older than you and old enough to be a mother. Um, but, you know, it was exciting then for us. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a bit of a cult classic, isn't it? It's one of those classics that people had on VHS. Um, it's The music is wonderfully warm and familiar. It's the com- same composers as Mary Poppins. David Tomlinson in the original, who I love, is the guy who plays Mr Banks. I played it last week. Um, yeah. We've got Angela Lansbury in the original. It's such a charming film with that mix of animation and live action. Um, And it's absolutely right that it be the next one that comes to stage. And I cannot wait to see it. I know. It's it's brilliant. And obviously, uh, we'll have some interviews with the cast. Uh, later on of course that's going to be exciting and it's going all around the country it's going to Newcastle to Canterbury to Southend Dublin Milton Keynes Woking I mean the list goes on it is going everywhere it is definitely passing close through the Thames Valley as well and I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't have its eyes on the West End Um, I think it does (laughs) possibly Um, but that is going to be very very exciting but Roddy can we have another listen to the name that show Oh, yeah, no, that's a very good idea because people will be needing to try and nail this down. And then 
Ah, okay, right. Now, I actually can work out what this is, but I can't remember which one it's from. Not to mm. give that not to give that away. Listen, listen again. And then suddenly I bump into you. Right. I know the character. Good. I know the Good. world. Yes. But I need to name that show. So if I can name the show, what do I do? You email me, Roddy. You email joe at river.radio and you let me know how Very brilliant good. you are. I mean, I am just the how... opposite you. I could just tell you, but... <laughs> <laughs> Please email pass, me. You make me feel... Pass notes. <laughs> I want to feel excited, you know, to, to get an email. Uh, no, but that's, that would be great. Fantastic. Now, are you ready for your five questions this week? Yeah. Wish me luck. think that's going to go duh, 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 duh. right go well, on then maybe you need to add that in every time oh sure yeah yeah, yeah? okay yeah should we do that again and you just add it in go on <laughs> come on let's let's get the timing perfect the pitch perfect ready come on oh dear the, i don't know about the pitch not bad not bad. I would, <laughs> Damn I would have done del- No, no, no. It's just, I couldn't hear it very well. I think oh, it okay. needs to be a bit more confident next time. But that's oh, I was brilliant. doing it gently over the end, you see, just as a little yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a nice little blend in right. there. Yeah, very good. All right. Uh, I think you're going to absolutely um, ace this this Am I week. I'm going to smash it. Right. You're going to smash it. And the last question is deliberately leading us on to a wonderful conversation we're going to have later in the, in the hour about roles in theatre. Okay. okay, understood. So, the first question is, in which musical will you hear the song Pinball Wizard? In which musical would you hear the song Pinball oh, Wizard? Oh, now, I know the artist and I know that yep. they have a show, but I can't picture what it's called. There are arrows going up and down. Okay. Anyway, leave it with me. Yep, great. Question two, in theatre, what is an apron? Yep. Yeah. In theatre, what is an apron? Question three. Who wrote the script, music and lyrics for the British musical Oliver? Who wrote the script, music and lyrics for the British musical Oliver? Legend, yeah. Yeah. Four. In which musical would you hear the words sung someday? I'll wish upon a star. Wake up where the clouds are far behind <laughs> I like that me. you're reading this like you're a computer. Unidentified item in the bagging area. <laughs> That's exactly right, because I don't. I deliberately don't want to be in, the, you know, the rhythm. You can't help but sing it, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in which musical would you hear the word sung? Someday I'll wish upon a star, wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Very good. Okay, and question five. In theatre, what is a swing? Got it. Uh, right. right. I think I think I've got four out of five. I cannot mm-hmm. do number one. I can't think of the name of it. So if you know the answer, Roddy at River Radio. Yeah. And the question a... again that Roddy can't answer yeah. is: In which musical will you hear the song Pinball Wizard? Help a boy out whilst we listen to this. Gotta love that man He's like my personal angel 
party whistle both announced as much so time to work out whether or not i can get five out of five come on you've done really well lately so in which musical will you hear the song pinball wizard it's the musical i'm off to a flying start because i don't know it's the who but i don't know what they're tommy tommy oh i didn't know that oh okay i thought there was i thought that they had a jukebox musical yeah is that it yeah Oh, that's not the name I was expecting. That's an anti-climax okay. for me over here. Okay. Right. Sorry, darling. Zero Question out of five two so far. Is in theatre what is an apron? It's the name of that small four stage that sits in front of the main stage. Yeah. So you've got the main stage and it's an extra bit that's added pointing in the direction of the audience, isn't it? Particularly common in the age of proscenium arch theatres where um, you're then trapped behind that picture frame and so to try and pull it out into the audience, they'll often lose the first couple of rows. That's exactly right. Well done. Uh, three, who wrote the script music lyrics for British musical Oliver? Lionel Bart. Yeah, the lovely man. We must talk about him because I, I reckon a lot of people don't know what happened with him and the royalties of that. Yeah, very right, sad. So. But yes, let's let's cover him another time because he is an amazing yeah. character and, and very, very talented. I mean, I've said mm. to you before, but some of the internal rhymes assonance is so clever in mm. I will own a fleet of carriages and wave at all the duchesses with friendliness as much as is. Ah, <laughs> che- chewingly brilliant. Yeah. Very good. Question four, in which musical would you hear the words sung someday? I'll wish upon a star, wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. 
it is the Wizard of Oz, yes. Do you know, well when you first did it, I immediately thought it was Pinocchio because I thought I was thinking of when you wish. Yeah. But, uh, but then suddenly then I had a, thankfully I had the presence of mind to clock last minute that it's not Pinocchio, it is. Because if I'd said it, someday I'd wish upon a star, wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it really easily. Yeah. And the fifth Very question good. is, in theatre, uh, what is a swing? Uh, somebody who covers several different parts so they know they're an understudy to multiple roles and they can yeah. swing between them yeah so we're going to talk about roles in theater um a bit later after a couple more songs but we've also got out of the vault absolutely a random selection oh a random selection as always yeah where we will rifle through some great old shows that you might not know of and this week it's violet the musical violet it's never heard of it no, okay. Tell well, me all about it. Funnily enough, <laughs> guess who was starring in Violet and Broadway when it came out? Sutton Foster. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> wow, Woman of the Week. I know, exactly. That's a coincidence, isn't it? So Violet is a multi-award winning musical based on the short story of The Ugliest Pilgrim by Doris Betts. Good old Doris. Um, it's got music by uh, Jeanine Tesori, um, who won the Best Original Score with Lisa Cron. And they've also written Caroline or Change, Shrek the Musical, oh. Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yeah, oh, okay. so really good. Pedigree. Thank is the word, and when that is why you're out? here. When was it? <laughs> when did it come out? This was, um, well, it's about, um, it's set in 1964. I do not know exactly when it, ca- oh, yeah, it, it premiered if- in 1997. Right, so it did not Broadway. get cut short by COVID. It, it, oh, uh, no, 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 this is quite a, a, yeah, a long one. But it talks about, this is what I think is really, really interesting. It's um, about... Violet, who is facially disfigured in a childhood accident. She dreams of a miraculous transformation through the power of faith. She's convinced that a televangelist in Oklahoma can heal her, and so she hops on a greyhound bus and starts the journey of her life. And along the way, Violet forms unlikely friendships with her fellow riders who teach her about beauty, love, courage, and what it means to be an outsider. Oh, that sounds lovely. I, almost yeah. sounds a bit like The Ugly Duckling, but on a slightly more exploratory scale. Yeah, yeah. as I said, it's, it's inspired by the short story, The Ugliest Pilgrim. Um, yeah, and so it's, you know, she's got a visible scar across her face and, uh, you know, she saved up money to travel across uh, the Deep South wanting this miracle. And on the way, she meets a young African-American soldier whose love for her reaches far past her physical imperfections. And so we're actually going to... Um, hear a song sung by the african-american soldier called let it sing raise your foot now that's the way you'll be moving on today raise the other put it down now you're headed into town Whoa, boy you got left Right, oh boy, ain't that right? Got some years ahead to go. You'll go free if you take it slow. Oh boy, you got left, right, oh boy, ain't that right? Two kinds of people in this world. Some say yes and some say no. Time to say which side you're on. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Say yes and your adventures start. Not always as expected. Say no, you stay apart, but you stay protected. 
got to give yourself a reason to rejoice for the music you make counts for everything now every living soul has got a voice you got to give it room and let it sing my family never had too much made the best of every day ate what's on our plates you know Never threw a thing away We kept our nightmares on the shelf Our dreams were on the table Pass them down and help yourself As long as you are able My mama told me, son Forget what might have been Give yourself a break Whatever's happening Don't let your spirit, son, come Take it slow Got some years it won't be long And you'll be free to sing your song Oh boy, you got left, right? Oh boy, this precious little really folks like us control But you can make your music from the simplest thing Well, still to come on Stage Door, find out if you've correctly managed to name that show. But first, Joe has someone very special in the interview chair. Well, we're very lucky today to have um, a different kind of interviewee this time in our black leather chair. I'm introducing you to Alex Firth, who is a production manager in the West End and works for the production office. Alex, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, welcome to River Radio. This is the Stage Door programme where we talk about all things theatre, film, artsy. And of course, we're very passionate, it being Roddy and myself hosting this show, about um, making sure that theatre comes back alive after this horrible um, situation. But being a production manager in the West End, we've, we often interview actors or musical theatre performers or even songwriters that we've done so far. Um, actually, we had Jordan Paul Clark recently uh, being interviewed, and I know that you worked on his show as well. But what's a typical week look like for a production manager? So it, it varies uh, depending on whether we're in a theater or in the office. Um, it could be that, uh, for instance, this week we're, we're doing a lot of paperwork. We're getting ready for a couple of shows that are coming up in the next couple of months. 
Um, so we're preparing budgets and production schedules. We're talking to suppliers about what equipment we will be using. Um, and then at the sort of the tail end of the week, we tend to book in sort of site visits. So uh, where we go to the venues, the theatres, the fields, the whatever it might be that the production is going into. And we take a look at the space and sort of decide how we're going to manage that space and turn it into what the production requires. Um, so that's sort of the thing we're doing at the moment. If, if we're in a theatre, then obviously uh, we tend to be putting the show into it. So we bring everything in with us and then um, we'll start the technical rehearse, rehearsal process um, and then the cast will start joining in as well. So they'll come in, they'll rehearse with us on stage and then we'll eventually open the show. So that it varies massively what, what we're doing and sometimes we're working on sort of two or three projects at the same time. Sometimes it's just one project it varies depending on the time of year um and how how busy the industry is as well so you could actually be juggling several west end shows at once yeah and it's it's not unusual for um production managers or uh, other other jobs to be juggling multiple shows at the same time mm. um it's sort of required to keep the industry flowing as it were so your responsibility or responsibilities so, Oh. Yeah. So we um, we create and man, uh, maintain the production schedule for each show that we work on. And then we work with the director, the producers, um, the department heads to make decisions regarding this, whether it be the set, the lighting, the costume, any aspects of the production. Um, and we ensure that those aspects are kept within the budget for those producers. So we effectively manage the the backstage elements, the all of the elements that have a cost associated with them on behalf of the producer. Um, and then from when the costs are sort of decided, we manage the schedule and look after um, staffing. So we help um, find the right staff for the project or we help uh, interview them or process them through until they come in to the venue with us. So if I'm directing a show, Alex, and I want something really flamboyant and I want things flying through the air and all that kind of stuff. You are the person that says, Joe, we don't have the money for that. We can offer you this instead. <laughs> and everything's safe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's lots of different ways. And there's always those sort of, cra well, sometimes they're crazy ideas. Sometimes they're just normal ideas that are sort of out of budget for that show. Um, yeah. And Give me an example of one that you've had to say, ah, come on. You, usually it's it's actually performer flying that kind of thing that's that gets very expensive very quickly or video use in shows um it's amazing the, the the amount of cost that is associated with using video within a production okay. um so we tend to I, I don't think knows the correct word we never try and say no we always try and find a sort of creative way around it um whether that be actually going back to the producers and going, actually, we think this is worth spending the money on. Um, we need to find find another area to sort of take money away from to spend it on this. Or um, whether it's we come up with a creative solution, utilising maybe different departments to sort of create whatever it could be, uh, whether that be people flying or whether it be uh, video throughout the show. So we try and avoid saying no at all costs. Um, it's It's... That's yeah. very generous of you to get what the designers and everything want. Name, um, would you mind naming some of the shows that you've worked on? 
Yeah, so I've associated on um, some of the uh, the big shows like Forty uh, Second Street and Kinky Boots. I was the assistant uh, production manager to uh, Patrick Maloney and Kate West. Um, some of our some of our development projects that are currently in, uh, we can't sort of discuss, but they're very big and they're coming out next year and the year after, which are uh, they're going to be lovely shows when they finally open. And then um, a sh- public domain's just been in the vaudeville. And there's a couple of UK tours coming out in the next couple of months that uh, we can't yet discuss. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's that kind of industry, I'm afraid. It's we yeah. keep everything as secret as possible until the last moment. That's okay. That's okay. I I will um, and I understand. I remember you know talking with you a while back about a show that was meant to be coming, and then COVID hit and everything changed. And you know you deal with very very big budgets as well that you've got to manage. Yeah, absolutely, and especially when you're dealing with those sort of big numbers um, people are very careful about what they want out in the real world until they've spent their money or put their yeah, yeah put their money where their mouth is effectively um, so yeah it's very interesting though it's very it's very different every day which is exciting <laughs> yeah yeah it's great fun um so what do you think as we just sort of wrap up now um how do you think we're going to get on uh, with with theatre opening up completely again? Obviously, where everything's going in stages at the moment. How do you think? Because I know you are right in the middle of it all. What do you think is happening? Yeah. What happen? It's um it's very interesting at the moment. Uh, I think we're all uh, everything's a little on tender hooks. There's some sort of hints of what's to come in the announcement next week, and um. We've we've got several different plans for the projects that are meant to go ahead over the next couple of months, depending on what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a there's a lot of anxiety in the air uh, about spending money when you could potentially be shut down. So uh, some producers are very happy to sort of delay things another four weeks or another six weeks until things are definitely opening up and. They, they're sure that they're not going to sh- get shut back down. Um, and I think it's it's going to be interesting, actually, as well, seeing how tourism uh, affects, especially the West End, a lot of the ticket sales are from tourism. So we will see emptier houses, even with um, with full ticket sales allowed for each venue, we will see not as many tickets being sold. So... I think that's one of the reasons that you'll see sort of some of the big shows are, are not planning on coming back until sort of September or August or even November, some of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I think everyone's got a different approach to it at the moment and everyone's been very flexible about it. Um, but it will be interesting to see what sort of progresses and which direction everyone goes in. Yeah. Well, Alex Firth, thank you so much for giving us your time um, and sharing a little bit about what's happening behind the scenes um, in the West End as everything starts to open up again. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. You're listening to River Radio, online at river.radio, on Apple, Android and Alexa, and coming soon to DAB. I cannot wait for that. Uh, And to get in touch, you can always send us a message to studio at river.radio. Or even Roddy at river.radio or Joe at river.radio if you want to speak to us directly. Options are manifest. (laughs) We would love to hear from you in any way, shape or form. Send us a pigeon. (laughs) Anything. Um, 
Roddy, you know, River Radio is growing so massively at the moment uh, with so many new programs. We've just recently added a sports program as well. You know, it's so, so exciting. And if you want to listen to Stage Door any other time, you can have it repeated. You'll come back at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night and 4 o'clock on Sunday. So if you just need a bit more of Roddy and Joe... If you've missed it, if you've heard the quiz and you want to test it on your friends and family, <laughs> then you can rerun the entire Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Right, so this is the third clip from Name That Show. Name That Show. With you. Well... It's about to sing the title of the song, but of course we don't need you to name that song, we need you to name that show. Now it's getting clearer. Let's hear it again, Roddy. Oh, it's so hard yeah. not to sing it. Go on, Joe, put people out of their misery. It is. The show is frozen. Frozen, frozen, frozen. And the song was, what was the song, Roddy? Love is an open door. Yeah, so play that again and then do the next line for me. Go on. I'm putting <laughs> you on the I, spot I'm today. I'm singing this week <laughs> and I'm rusty. It's the morning. My voice is programmed for evenings at the minute. Love is an open door. Boom, 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 boom. Very good. Something Actually, like we should there have we practiced go. that and done both roles, shouldn't we? Really? <laughs> we, could, we could have sung the whole song together. What's his uh, name? Is it Christian? No. Uh, Christoph. Christoph, I was close, yeah. close but no cigar. Yeah. So that's from uh, Frozen, the movie musical, but also it's, uh, Frozen the musical is coming to the West End very shortly. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure that many people with families will be looking forward to going <laughs> and seeing that. And hearing uh, all those songs again. <laughs> <laughs> At least it'll be live. There'll be some different stimuli. So uh, what's happening next week on Next stage week, door? we are going to be hearing from Leah Harris, who's in the cast, and she is a swing, <laughs> and she's in the cast of Cinderella. Cinderella, Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, new show. And it isn't a normal Cinderella story. It's about what happens after. So that's really, really exciting. Don't so that's... that. And we will be back live in the <laughs> studio together again. We <gasps> cannot <gasps> wait. <laughs> so don't miss that. Join us next Thursday at 11 on River Radio for more from the stage door. Okay, can I just say something crazy? Love crazy. All my life has been a series of doors in my face. And then suddenly I bump into you. I was thinking the same thing. Because like I've been searching my whole life to find my own place. And maybe it's the party talking or the chocolate fondue. <laughs> but with you, but with you, I found my place. I see your face, and, and it's, it's nothing, nothing like I've, I've ever known before. before. Love is an open door. Love is an open door. Love is an open door with you, with you, with you, with you. Love is an open door. I mean, it's crazy. We finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was gonna say. I've never met someone who thinks so much like me. Jinx! Jinx again! Our mental synchronization can have but one explanation. You and I were just meant to be. Say goodbye. Say goodbye to, to the pain of the past. We don't have to feel it anymore. Love is an open door. 
I see something crazy? Will you marry me? Can I see something even crazier? Yes! Windsor.